バーをやるんだったら二度とはタイトルマッチができるような体にしてやるからなおい棚橋棚橋いつだいともある男が再起をかける小さいこと言ってんじゃねえよおい棚橋お前だったらこのネバー戦身体をかけるつもりで挑んでこい1点30愛知楽しみにしてるぞ Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast. The podcast opened everyone, especially two people. One of those being、uh, Kevin Kelly, who's had to do some solo commentary, and the other one is some random dude on the Tweeties who、uh, posted a、uh, Kojima picture for your phones. So,、uh, on my smartphone, I've got a picture of Mr. Fucking Bread looking pretty dope. So, yeah, he, it's open to him too. I, I don't follow him and I just turn up on my feed and no one cares. But I've got a Kojima wallpaper. It's awesome. And, and I'm Luke. I'm your host of the Never Open <laughs> Podcast. And with me, as always, is Mr. Andy.、Uh, by the way, we swear a lot, so be aware of that. And、uh, say hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Mr. Andy. And hello, Luke. I'm happy to be back, man. It feels like it's been weeks. And the last time we were together. We were talking about Wrestle Kingdom 15, and、uh, yeah. man, we're, we're back on the, on the road to something new. It was crazy this week.、Uh, and we'll talk about all this, but、uh, New Japan announced the, the New Japan Cup this week, and we were both like, what the fuck? Like... <laughs> Dude, they've, they've already announced fucking Wrestling Dontaku and, and shit like that. They, they're,、uh, they've got dates lined up till April already. Like, holy shit. Hey, that's not that far away. So, I mean, we'll talk about all that. But I thought that was just funny because it's like that's when, we, that's when we started the show. And here we are. We're back at the beginning already. So, yeah. Except hopefully this year we get like you know, the best of Super Juniors a lot sooner than.、Uh... I hope so. Oh my God. If they do the best of Super Juniors again, they can't do two brackets still, can they? We'll see. We'll see. We don't know what's going to happen, you know? Yeah, that's true. I'll tell you what, that ELP boot thing should be finished by then, too, right? <laughs> you have to put up. It,、uh, well, I'm going to get into it. It's a fun story, but the longer it goes on, the dumber Suzuki is going to look. Yeah. But、uh, that's okay. It's all right. I don't mind.、Uh, everyone looks dumb in wrestling at some point, you know, because it's, it's wrestling, whatever. It's true. It happens. But yes,、uh, we're going to be covering three nights of the road to New Beginning. Which all happened at Corican Hall. And、uh, they're all right. You know, it's, we've had our, our big shows of the year, and I guess now it's、uh, back to normal. Yeah, the shows the,、uh, this week, they made me feel very good and very bad all at the same time. And we'll get into that, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. There's things I like,、uh, there's things I don't like. And、uh, all right. So, where do you. I guess we should have fucking. Gone. What's the order of the shit we want to do on the show today? I think you mentioned a little bit of that, but、uh, you know,、um, I'm a big forgetful dum dum. Well, where can folks、uh, find us? Let's get out that out of the way and then we can. Oh, yeah, shit. You know. See, it's been a couple weeks. I、man. know, we're get... out of practice. Yeah, all right. Everyone can find us on the Tweety.、Uh, I'm at Grumpy2EB. Mr. Andy is at DrusifferTweets. And you can find us collectively、uh, at NeverOpenPod. On the Tweety.、Uh, in fact, if there is a live show happening, 
uh, one of us, uh, I guess, uh, because of the time of year, usually you, me. You. Yeah, we'll be uh, uh, live tweeting the shows and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it's always pretty fun. Also, if you want to send in a voicemail or a regular old ass email, uh, neveropenpod at gmail.com. There are all the ways you can contact us. And Luke, we got all of the gimmicks today. So we got a dramatic reading to do. We got a Kojima tweet. We mm-hmm. have a voicemail, an email, and we got some Jay White talk. Where, where do you want to start? Oh, shit. Um, now, did uh, the voicemail we have, did that come in like for the last show, but we got it a little late because no one knows when the fuck we record this? Correct. And and I had to, you know, I, I don't want to listen to those early, but I have to to kind of make sure that they're loud enough and set levels and do all the, you know, fantastic production work that I do. So um, that's true. So that's ready to queue up. But I think if we're going to do the the never open mailbag, which is funny, I like that. I think that's funny because um, you don't because yeah. don't open it. Uh, but uh, yeah, you should. Yeah, I, I think you should read your email first and then we should do the uh, the voicemail. All right. So. We did get this email a few days ago. Uh, what I usually do is, uh, because Mr. Andy, I know he has to kind of uh, listen to the emails and things like that, as he just said, uh, I usually don't. So uh, at least one of us can hear this shit fresh. So uh, I did see the email pop up. This is just a word email oh, with words. Oh, oh that's that. awesome. That's how that's supposed to work. Wow. Now, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, you know, are we ready? I'm ready! All right. Okay, so, uh, this is, do I say who it's from? I don't know. I've, I, I, this is the first email I've read on the show. I don't know what to do, Mr. I mean, Andy. you just, there's words on I'll there just, and I'll letters. I'll read it in that, order. Yeah, from, the uh, letters to form Top to words. bottom, mm-hmm. from uh, left to right. I'll just, I'll do, do it that please, way. The, please, The traditional boring-ass way. <laughs> All right. <laughs> No, oh, this starts great. Dear Never as Fucks. That's that's pretty good. Been loving the show. Uh, he's on drugs. Your Wrestle Kingdom episode was the breath of fresh air in a world of terrible wrestling. Hey. Uh, every time I see Jado and Dalki square off, Mano he Kendo, I fantasy book a cinematic lightsaber-esque duel between the two. I know New Japan doesn't really do this, but I want to see them sword fight up the ramp one time. And have the loser get kicked off the stage through a WWE style crash box. <laughs> I know, I know. Don't get my WWE in your new, your new Japan. But if every show had them sword fight to a big gimmick finish, I'd be a happy man. From Octopus Mask. P.S. I listen to your show all burning old Christmas trees in my fire pit. Okay, that's that's pretty cool. Wow. Okay. Uh, it's better than doing dishes and shit. Uh, <laughs> hey, I get my I best. I do my best thinking when I'm when I'm doing dishes. So, yeah, I, I gathered them from around the neighborhood after the holiday and stashed them behind my garage. <laughs> by by gathered, I think he means stole. My wife knows they are specific. <laughs> my wife knows they are specifically for bourbon time and or listening to New Japan coverage, and she is not allowed to throw them away. Okay. I um. Mean... I, that's good i, I, would, I like go ahead luke i'm sorry uh i guess it's important to have an activity while you're listening to a podcast uh i'm i'm the same i just can't like sit and listen to shit i got adhd and like 
Yeah, Andy, Mr. Andy knows what I'm like. I do. Uh, maybe some of you listeners do too. You'll probably hear it a couple of times. Andy's talking and he'll <laughs> forget to press the mute button. You'll hear me like shuffling around, <laughs> chairs squeaking, all this kind of shit. So, yes. Uh, what kind of bourbon? Yeah, let's find out what kind of bourbon. And are we talking, yeah. are these Christmas trees cut up? I mean, how are we doing this? But, you know, I wanted to react to his. How did he uh, get these trees? Well, he said he stole them. So uh, he gathered oh, yeah, them. That's right. In quotes. Right. So I, I just want to say that, you know, there's this famous, like, scaffold thing called, like, the Night of the Skywalkers or whatever. And it's, like, you know, Midnight Express or something like that. And I think that's – they get, like, these two cranes. And that's what we need for Giotto and Dookie so that they can both be at the top of these cranes and fight high above everybody. But that's Tokyo Dome shit. We'll, we'll do that – wait, say that for the Tokyo Dome. Dude, I want some – kind of fucking epic if they're going to do something cinematic and crazy they're not but if if i was going to say something like that i don't know much about like japan's geography or anything like that but surely surely you can get these two men up up to mount fuji mm. or something that's the only kind of i don't know famous what natural Luke? thing what or, about, or no fuck about, that yeah. they could go to death island there you go yes. and the other dude went to and they could fucking fight with kendo and fucking metal poles there That's and then they I'm can saying. roll around the grass for 50 yes. minutes <laughs> luke i have some and shit. i have some bad news for you too i found oh. another death island match on new japan world and we're gonna cover <laughs> it one day why one day are you going to be like, hey, Luke, here's my match recommended. <laughs> no, no, not this week. I got a good one this week. But, uh, okay, well, thanks, Octopus Mask. We appreciate it. Um, check him yeah. out on uh, Smart Wrestling Fan. He's been hosting on there, filling in for Larry, who's been lazy as fuck. And here we are. But uh, So we also got a voicemail. And let me grab this real quick. Okay, so I'm just going to go ahead and play this voicemail, and then we'll talk about it when it's over. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Hey, Grumpy. Hey, Mr. Guy. Um, I just wanted to drop this recording and say thank you. Um, honestly, and give a greater thank you to uh, Pro Wrestling for getting me through a, a very difficult week. Um, I, uh, last, not last night, but night before last overnight, ended up... Uh, Losing my grandfather, he, he passed away. We knew he was very sick. Um, oh, fuck, man. Lots of battle to dementia and, and kidney failure and a whole bunch of unfortunate other stuff. He had diabetes he was dealing with. And it just, it wasn't good. He's not suffering anymore. He's gone. But pro wrestling honestly what made me able to keep moving forward right now. It's been a very welcomed distraction from the craziness that we're all dealing with worldwide on top of this personal stuff that, that I have to be dealing with. And, and looking forward to your guys' coverage of all the crazy New Japan going on. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's just it's giving me something to look forward to. So thank you guys for the show. Sorry to uh, be such a downer, but I just wanted to thank you for um, – just being kind of a a light at the end of a tunnel for what's been a a really hard week. 
Um, so that's it. Uh, that's all I got. But uh, thank you, guys. So that was from Dave Howard. And, I mean, that is... I am so sorry that you lost your grandfather, Dave. That fucking sucks. I hate that. You know, uh, yeah. we've all gone through some tough shit this past year, and it's not going to end anytime soon. So, you know, as you've heard us talk about this show and, and watching the New Japan and stuff has really helped us a lot, too. And and that's one special thing about pro wrestling is, uh, you know, there's when it's done right and, and when you enjoy it, there's nothing like it. And it's something that can you know, get you out of a rut. And it's done that for me many, many times, including very recently. So, I mean, thank you yeah. so much for sharing that with us. That is, I mean, thank you. I appreciate that too. And I, I think I've mentioned it on the show, like when we started doing this, I don't remember what month we started it, mate, but um, it wasn't long after my mother passed away. And yeah, so, you know, uh, it fucking sucked. And I needed kind of, shit to do and then uh that's when kind of around that time you contacted me and stuff so uh yeah uh it's, it's been a blast and i'm kind of tickled pink that people like it and it seems to brighten up their day somehow it brightens up my time just recording it too guys so uh maybe that shines through i don't know but uh yeah it's just been fucking shitty all around but at least we've had wrestling at least they've all been too stubborn to to stop putting on shows and <laughs> they've been true. like no nope. yes. <laughs> and we've been too stubborn to not cover it you know? so yeah <laughs> um well i mean you know real quick i don't want to you know i want to hear your thoughts grumpy but real quick i kind of have something i want to talk about and it's it's a little bit serious so let me let me just knock this out real quick while we're, right. we're on a downer note here and um i i'm not going to name anybody or say anything but someone recently started a rumor and the rumor is that jay white is quitting new japan and, and it's this is it's over for him and he's gonna be at the rumble or something you know it's fucking and, crazy talk right so um and and you know i just wanted to mention that our point you know my point of view i'm sure luke kind of agrees with me because we've talked about this kind of stuff is we will never be like breaking news here or anything like that we're going to react to what we see we're going to have fun with that but um i i made the this news typically happens after we've recorded anyway yeah well that's a fact a couple hours but but i, I made up this clever sentence um i think it's clever anyway that that kind of describes my point of view and how i think that we do and it says i wrote uh we will never claim to be a credible source because our version of events is incredible and my point being that you know, we're gonna, we're gonna, everything we talk about is gonna be through the filter of our emotions. And unlike, you know, reporters or someone who's trying to, you know, break news, we're not gonna be unbiased. I mean, fuck Goto, right? You know, I mean, that's, that, that's one of the reasons that I yell that all the time because I wanna make it very clear that, you know, you don't that like this, the guy. well, because that fuck Goto, first of all, but second of all, that we're not some kind of like news source. And I would, I would um, tell everyone out there, if you're using entertainment podcasts to get your news, maybe change your mind on that. Maybe do something different. Just my opinion. You know, I, what do you think about all that, Luke? Uh, well, I think everyone by this point has heard me review a match, and it's definitely not a blow by blow. Uh, typically, unless it's a Yano match, then for some reason <laughs> I get really 
fucking like, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened, and I laughed the whole fucking time. But yeah, I usually just talk about like some of the cool shit I saw and just what I thought and shit. I don't know. I don't. I'm no. I'm no fucking expert. Yeah, well, I just, I just want to give some people some advice because, you know, I, I got texts from people that were like, "What's going on with Jay White?" And I'm like, first of all, I don't fucking know. Don't ask me, you know. And second of all, I, you know, somebody's just starting rumors, just trying to get clicks and stuff, and it's, it's kind of despicable. But you know, it is what it is. We won't do that to you. If we ever do that, it's gonna be a fucking joke, guaranteed. So, yeah. But uh, there, there are things that. If you're paying attention and and all that kind of stuff, it's it's a little obvious that this is not leaving because I, I want to get into it as we're watching the show, especially night two and three. But um, he's not on the shows uh, obviously because they're they're doing some kind of story. But yeah, um, you know, and until I see him physically at. Uh, an a at an AEW ring or a WWE ring or something like that. I I don't believe it, and and I just don't think he's leaving, man. I think he's got it too good where he is. Like, why? Yeah, I well, plus you know we were talking about it, and it, it seems you know like you said very clear for story reasons why the, this is happening, but also you know wrestlers have injuries all the time, and they're not necessarily injuries they have to take care of right now. But sometimes they have planned time off to take care of shit. And I think there's a real good chance that that's what's going on here is he just needs some surgery or just needs some rest. And and we also found out that uh, the folks that were on Wrestle Kingdom that were from other countries were allowed to go home. So, you know, some of the news that we're seeing about uh, Japan and how they're handling the coronavirus stuff is not accurate or it's not detailed enough. So don't get your news from us. Yes, exactly. Now, uh, I do want to talk more about the the Switchblade stuff because uh, it'll tie into some of the shit that we're going to talk about. But yeah, on the, on the topic of injuries and things, uh, New Japan often plays those kinds of things close to their chests. Like, uh, and even if someone gets visibly injured on screen, you, you don't really know if it's real or not, or how long they're going to be out. I don't know. They they're a bit more secretive about injuries and things like that than other wrestling organizations too. So yeah, that might be just might be just a nice easy way to write him out. And the way they wrote him out was kind of perfect because Ishii's always had his number, hasn't he? Yeah. You know. And um, so yeah. And I don't. Th- it's it's rhyming poetry, I guess. But uh, <laughs> you should we get to Satoshi Kojima? Yes. Oh. I'm going to be speaking about him a lot uh, in uh, in very positive ways uh, this, sh- this episode, well, which is really no different from every other episode. Oh, except for that one stint where him, Nagata, and the Young Lions had the same match for fucking 15 weeks. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> it wasn't his fault, though. So. No. Yeah, you know, as everybody knows, we love satoshi kojima otherwise known as mr bread and um you know in fact uh, earlier this week i don't have them pulled up but me and um me and uh, luke went on a bread pun extravaganza on uh, facebook messenger (laughs) and that was a lot of fun uh but uh but kojima is always thinking about bread and he's always tweeting about something Uh, you should follow him on twitter and so our kojima tweet of the week begins here quote corrigan hall tournament is over 
I understand that United Empire is so strong now that it is the eye of a typhoon at New Japan Pro Wrestling. But no, that's why I think it's a stepping stone for them to reach the top. I have lived as a professional wrestler for 30 years. I'll still survive. I cannot stand losing. End quote. He's just, he will survive. Hey, hey. <laughs> he doesn't like losing, and he's just telling us how booking works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Look, dude, and that's a shame. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm into seeing him wrestle the younger dudes, but and uh, I didn't mind him losing to Kenta. That's fine. It's Kenta. I like Kenta. I really want him to win this feud, though, and I don't think he's going to because they really need to establish this new group. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's both uh, nice to see him uh, beat this dude up, but, uh, you know, he's going to get his ass kicked, don't you? It's, Maybe not. We'll it, see. I mean, it would be hilarious if, if uh, the laundry fellows got, got buried again. That'd be great, you know? Oh, I would not be upset. Uh, I don't mind it. And... I said this on Twitter, and I, and I stand by it. I don't mind if Great Khan beats Tenzan, but I want Mr. Brett to knock the shit out of the other dude. <laughs> Isn't it weird, too, that they're like, they're called, now they're calling themselves United Empire, and they're missing a member? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't uh, make any we're sense. the United Empire. Uh, where's Jeff Cobb at? Like... <laughs> Can't even get that right. No. So do we want to do the reading now or are we going to go start one of these shows or what, what do you want to do? You're the host, Luke. You tell me. I got everything pulled up. I'm ready to go with whatever you want to do, my friend. All right. Um, fuck, that's dead air. That's great podcasting. We're the, we're the best. Fuck you it. know. Yeah, we're the best around and no, nothing's ever going to bring us No, down. and we are definitely a credible news source, so definitely. That's not. right. Uh, <laughs> fuck i'm gonna have the karate kid song in my head all day now i thank uh, you thank you i like that song yeah me too so i'm not i'm not complaining all right let's do let's do a dramatic reading because uh i sent i sent mr andy two articles this week one of them was one i was just like hey this is cool you should you should read this and that was a koto abushi interview where the uh, the big news that came out of that is uh, he's got plans to unify the IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental titles. So I guess that's where they're rolling with the uh, the whole double champ storyline, and uh, that sounds interesting to me. Let's, uh, let's see how that goes. But I sent Mr. Andy a second uh, article from New Japan uh, 1972.com. It's from Togi Makabe, and. <laughs> I, I didn't read the whole thing. I read the first couple paragraphs and I was like scratching my head going, what the fuck is this? <laughs> this shit is weird. I'm fucking sending this straight to Mr. Andy right away. And uh, you have a look at it and you're like, yeah, let's, uh, let's dramatic reading that shit. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, wow. Well, uh, I see Togi Makabe kind of how I see him in the ring, like this big, tough guy who's going to beat you up or, you know, likes to do that laugh in the corner. Ha, ha, ha. All that kind of stuff, you know. And apparently he's got this whole out-of-wrestling persona that I have absolutely no idea about where uh, he does one of my pet peeves and 
uh, I guess if Andy wants to put this article in the uh, link for the show or whatever, I don't know. We'll, we'll work something out. But there's a picture of Markabe in this uh, interview where he's holding up a hamburger or burger of some kind. He's pointing to it like a Bullet Club member, and he's wearing this hat. We've all seen these hats before. I think it looks like a New York Yankees baseball cap or something. And uh, under the bill of the hat, which we can see quite clearly, are the stickers. And that is a pet peeve of mine. Why would you leave your stickers on? It's like buying a new shirt and leaving the fucking tag on. <laughs> like, take the stickers off your fucking hat. It looks dumb, and I don't like it. Um, please don't beat me up, Turkey McCarthy. But it's new, you. you see? Yeah. He's still wearing the chain, too, so at least he's yes. keeping that. <laughs> he, leave, he didn't leave the tag on the chain. <laughs> no. No, there's like a little tag attached to the padlock or something. Like, uh, 5.99 yen. <laughs> so it's Home Depot on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, is it a long interview? Well, do we have to read long. the whole thing? I won't go as long as it's funny. I mean, that's kind of what we usually do, but we're going to... You know, I'm ready whenever you are. Are you ready for the first dramatic reading of 2021? I uh, I am. I don't have a funny voice uh, planned or anything, but uh, fuck it. Let's just read this. I'll, yeah, you know, I think what... you can sound mean without being racist. I think it's possible, but that's that would be my, you know, interpretation. That's the thing. Like, I want to do – part of me wants to do a de decent voice, and then the other part of me is conscious of, like, don't do an impression of them, Luke. <laughs> Because that's a bit like a, a no-no, right? <laughs> so you've got to kind of make them sound as ridiculous as possible. But um, yeah, uh, I was tempted to actually do this with a mouthful of food, but I don't have any food around. That's, all right. <laughs> that's a great idea. You should have pulled that one on me. Okay. All right. Here we go. So got a little mood music here and... 2012 saw Togi Makabe evolve from top-flight professional wrestler to mainstream celebrity in Japan, in no small part due to his sweet tooth. The year was 2020, though, saw a great deal of upheaval everywhere, including Makabe's culinary leanings. <laughs> Fuck, that's an important story. <clears throat> All right. It was just before the, all this COVID stuff. I just thought, I'd like to try something different. And that's when I really got into hamburgers. Not just any chain hamburger though, but specialist restaurants with specialist burgers. I looked at the guides and I thought at first, 1,500, 2,000 yen for a burger? You've got to be kidding. <laughs> the more I dove in, the more I got into the grilling, the juices the crisp lettuce and the rich mayonnaise. I had no idea how good they could be. And Makabe, that's what got you hooked, right? I found some amazing places in my hometown area around... Fuck. Uh, <laughs> Kanagawa. Then I wound up doing Ariushi's review board and said, okay, I'm not the sweet guy anymore. <laughs> It says laughs and brackets, that's all I got. <laughs> oh, let's see, okay. You've spoken at volume about your tough start in the wrestling business. There was a decidedly old school aura around New Japan at the time, where you were training with the likes of Yuji Nagata, 
and to us Fujita to bring us to the food a key duty for dojo trainees is in the kitchen it was a real brutal atmosphere the dorms then nobody would talk everyone was rivals with one another but being the new guy you have to do everything by the book greet people properly right i'd say good morning to everyone every day but they'd ignore me you don't say it you got beaten up ridiculous and these are the people judging your efforts in the kitchen oh it was tough i started with kazuyaki vegeta be left for a, for a time to go be in the olympics Ugh. so i was on my own for a long while i had to do everything i'd wake up oh, yeah you have to wake up by something yeah. i'd wake up i'd go straight to work cleaning the dorm room, the toilets, the bathroom, the living room, dining room, and kitchen. That would take till 9.30, then practice at 10, three and a half hours, hop in the shower exhausted, change and start cooking every day. Oh my God, it is terrible that someone made you wake up, Makabe. And I have a question for you. Is it Makabe or is it Makabe? Makabe. That's a lot for one person to do. Back then, uh, Futori was in charge of the cooking and I was helping him. So it wasn't too bad, but every now and again, he'd get wasted the day before and he'd be out of commission. So I'd do it all. Oh, you'd be hit with that every now and then, eh? So you'd prepare the food, but was the eating all in Strix's hierarchy or order? Oh, of course. So, you know, we call that stew we eat chanko, right? That word comes from the sumo world and the hierarchy was definitely carried over from sumo. So, Choshu, Hashimoto, Mudo ate first, then Kojima, Nakanishi, Nagata. Then I would get what was left, even if it was just a little bit of soup left over. Jesus, oh, fuck. Oh my God. Did you ever make bread? For Mr. Bread. Yes. <laughs> That's hardly the best diet for a growing young lion. But sometimes Fatori-san would come to me and say, I kept a little something back for you, so it up. And he'd get me some eggs, vegetables, fish and what have you. Well, that's awfully good of him. When you did have to cook for yourself, what were you best at? Kimchi miso was my specialty. Nobody can touch me on kimchi miso. Victoria-san's kimchi miso chanko was amazing, but it inspired me to be even better at it. I did the research. I think mine can't be beat. Still on the dojo menu. Wow. <laughs> well, Makabe, as always, it is a treat, and some might say a sweet treat, to talk to you. I ate burgers now. Oi, we're only halfway through this interview. <laughs> we're done. No more. Yeah, there's a lot more there. But, uh, yeah. Wait. If you're in the... He's... Dude, stop worrying about food and training. No, but um, I think he's all right. <laughs> I like he's, your... been he's, he's been champion. He's done it all. So uh, I like your... I think, I think he's fine. I really like your Makabe voice. That's great. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Just, um, just put a tough guy voice on, but make it sound... Aussie and not 
Japanese, and I think it's, it's all right. It's yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, shit, we got all the gimmicks in. I guess it's talk, time to talk about the goddamn wrestling, huh? Oh, whoa, there were shows? Holy shit, I thought, whoa. <laughs> okay, right. Yes. All right, so we have it here. We've got the road to New Beginning at Corican Hall. Whew, and we start with uh, Yoda Suji and Mr. Brett Satoshi Kojima versus the Laundry Dudes, which is uh, <clears throat> that dude and the Great Okan. I want to mention something interesting that happens all three nights with these matches, Mr. Andy. Yes, sir. Who, who comes out first? Uh, Laundry Boys came out first, right? Okan, right? All three Matt Knights, both members of the Laundry Boys come out first. So fucking, like, Yoda Suji, the young lion, comes out next. I'm nice. like, what? No, well, I mean, he, like, I don't mind, but okay. That's what hang, that's what happens when you hang out with Mr. Bread. Now, I noticed something about this night that you did not notice, and because it didn't appear later on, I feel like that I'm lying, but I am not. I saw new young lions ringside at this show, and not only that, but this place, it was pretty packed. And uh, Kevin Kelly was on, uh, on um, you know, the commentary and everything. And he was in his old spot right there where they used to, you know, right by the entrance, which made me feel nice inside. I like that. Yes, he's doing. Sorry, I had to mute. I don't know why. I know. Yes, he's I doing know. commentary very um, Joey Style style, really. All by his lonesome. Yeah, he did so, fine. It, it didn't get on my nerves as much as it, it would because I no. still have that like residual love for him for the fucking amazing job they did at Wrestle Kingdom. So, well, I know there's going to be some commentary that will happen, especially on night three, that will annoy the fuck out of you. I'm assuming. I don't know for we'll, sure we'll yet. Get into it. Yeah, you, you may be surprised. All right. So, uh, and this is where I wrote that note, because I don't really cover uh, uh, Dillweed's matches, but uh, I said, uh, I don't mind if it can't beat the Tenzin, but I really want Kojima to fuck Dillhole up. Yeah. Oh, wow. Great Okan pins Yoda Suji, of course. Okay, well, I got a few things to talk about here. So, um, well, you know, obviously, the big thing that everybody's talking about, Twitter's blowing up, and it's really it's big. Yoshihashi. What's that? You said they're the big thing everyone's talking about, and I said Yoshihashi. Never mind, keep going. <laughs> well, no, it's that Suji's wearing knee pads now. I mean, you know, that's smart. You know, I, I've never seen him wearing knee pads before, but he had knee pads on all three of these nights that he, well, the two nights that he wrestled, and uh, that's smart because not wearing knee pads when you wrestle is really bad for you. Well, they're, they're letting him personalize now. Well, he may have a problem with one knee too. Who knows? But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, Coach Emo was just trying to get revenge here. And I found something very interesting because, like I said, this place was packed um, for, you know, a COVID-type show at, at Carrican Hall, and especially compared to the next two shows. And it's because Kevin says that there are representatives from the J Japan Dairy Association in the house. So, um, so I, I found out some information about the Japan dairy industry. Um, it's so the, it's actually called the ja Japan Dairy Industry Association. It's a nonprofit organization that develops healthy business and, and dairy farming and the dairy industry in Japan. It contributes to the improvement of public health in Japan. And did you know that the percentage of Japanese dairy farmers' raw milk production to gross agriculture production in Japan is approximately 8% equivalent to 700 billion yen? Did you fucking know that? Huh? I will never forget it. Well, in addition, the value of the dairy industry shipments is more than 2 trillion rent. That's like $50, which is about 10 
percent of the food manufacturers industrial shipments in this way the dairy farm industry forms the basis of agriculture and food industries in motherfucking japan the more you know uh, you learn something new every day <laughs> believe every it or day. not i have more to say about this match oh so please <laughs> So, I told you I had some really stupid shit to talk about tonight. So, um, <clears throat> so anyway, there was a, Suji looks like he's been drinking a lot of milk. He looks like he's gained a little weight, you know, maybe not in a bad way. And, uh, there was one Good part. Good for his knee bones as well. <laughs> that's what it is. There was one part in this match where Laundry Girl actually did a good job. And she was like screaming at the ref. And it made me miss Nancy Benoit though, because... I don't know if you're like me, but man, I thought Nancy was like the best ever. Woman valet. was amazing. I loved her. Yeah, <clears throat> so great. And like, and she is. Oh my god, she's amazing. If you never watched, you know, obviously there's you know a lot of issues with going back and watching those matches, but I still recommend it because it's fucking awesome. So, uh, also this week, um, shithead, um, he called Kojima a bread eating twat. And this aggression will not stand, man. This is how our bread pun conversation to started. <laughs> I, I, I said a message to you after you sent me that, and I said, I bet you he's the kind of guy who thinks you put toast in a toaster. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then we just started ragging on him with different bread puns. <laughs> I think I won with my final bread pun, which was just white bread. Uh, I, I was really proud of that one because yeah, I didn't have to... I, I had a couple good ones much. in there. I had a couple good ones. Yeah, Maybe I'll did. look them up and sneak them in, you know, during the show here. <laughs> they were all pretty good. <laughs> oh, man, that was fun. Uh, yeah, um, it's fine. You kind of know where, what you're going to get when you get this opening match. But um, I'm going to say three of my favorite that I really liked the second match of all three nights. It's kind of the same match all three nights, but a little different each time. I just get a big kick out of these. Uh, it's uh, El Fantasmo, Taiji Ishimori, Jado, and Gato versus Minaro Suzuki, Doki. Oh, I did it right because I have to spell it D-O-K-I in my notes now <laughs> instead of D-O-U-K-I. Doki, uh, El Desperado, and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Now, there's this ongoing story we got now, like what the fuck is up with uh, ELP's boot because uh, if you look at his personality, there's no way in known anyone believes he fucking super kicked trees for nine months. No <laughs> freaking way. So there's definitely something up with that. There's also uh, the main feuds here, uh, obviously uh, El Fantasmo Nishimori versus El Desperado Kanemaru. Uh, Suzuki is pretty much just there to back up his boys, which is something nice that I like to see and... Uh, there's also a little mini feud happening in these matches between Jado and Doki, which uh, <laughs> yes, which I've been really enjoying. Oh man, I want that. Um, I want that cinematic match now. It's going to be playing around in my brain. Imagine but yeah, this. Got... What if they use Christmas trees to fight instead of a kendo stick and the pole? What do you think? <laughs> that are on fire. <laughs> Yes, uh, well, people in the audience drink uh, bourbon. Uh, or milk. Or milk. <laughs> or milk, yeah. Milky bourbon. Gross. So, <laughs> so in, some interesting things to notice here is one is uh, Gato's in standard Bullet Club gear and not in Switchblade <gasps> J White gear. Oh. So, ooh. Now, there's not really that much talk about J White on this night. 
so that'll be something I'll talk about a bit later. But yeah, uh, my wife, Charity, she's been addicted to this really old video game called Planescape Torment. So I'd never played it either. I'd, I've finished my playthrough. She's doing her second playthrough right now. So whenever she's got spare time and shit, she'll be like, hey, you mind if I just grab the laptop? And yeah, I'm like, yeah, cool. We're still hanging out. It's all right. Fine. So we're watching this match and uh, she sees all the wrestlers come out. She looks up from her laptop and just says, Doki Choki, and then goes back to doing whatever she was doing on the, on the computer game, which made me laugh. So, it also uh, made everyone on Twitter laugh, Luke. Don't be modest. Yeah. You got retweeted by Gino. Kevin Kelly was liking that. People love that tweet. That was good shit. Yeah. So, uh, which is... Yeah, it hurts my soul a little bit because like Ishimori is in that match, but I guess it's uh, not a big match. So Charity was just like, oh yeah, cool, back down to the thing. But notice that all three nights they walk out to ELP's music, even though Ishimori was just the junior champion, by the way. But um, someone on Twitter reminded me joke, uh, jokingly that uh, uh, they paid a lot for ELP's music. Remember, oh, that's so what uh, it is. they got to use it. <laughs> that's true. That's true. and it's probably a cool the cooler theme anyway but you know yeah it's, yeah so uh, that's all right and they, and they all come out and all the suzuki goon usually come out to el desperado's music i'm really liking this kind of um theme some of the factions have going on now where the guy who gets the theme is the dude that's um getting a little bit of a push that's right a, now that's how it always is, yeah. yeah so uh i really like that these matches are super fucking fun. I've, I like all three. The chemistry of these heel factions is, like, amazing. And almost always you get a lot of Doki Jado stuff. They really want to fucking hit each other with, with kendo sticks and fucking metal pipes. Jado's taken his I don't care gimmick to a whole new level, okay. I think. And I fucking love that. Uh, Gato takes a fucking huge-ass beating, of course. And then uh, a super kick that drops Doki like a ton of bricks by ELP because we're definitely pushing that uh, that boot gimmick, and Doki gets the pin. So no, I got he gets it. I got a couple he things does. here. I mean, first of all, on the way to the ring, Giotto tells Kevin Kelly, "I don't care, man." Like that. <laughs> so and, what? I don't care. I love. Sorry, it. I know that's how he says it. I love him. I love. I love how he does. It says that. I want that shirt too. <laughs> that says it says so what? I don't care. And he can even have the BC on the arm. But you think he's gonna sell that? No. No. I don't care. He doesn't care. <laughs> so nope. he's also gotten jacked all of a sudden, which is weird. Oh, and, dude. <laughs> so, you know, like you said, the whole everybody beat up Gato to the delight of the crowd. And ELP was kicking fools, but I got to correct everybody. Everyone's talking about ELP's boot, but ELP wears shooters and kick pads. So those are technically shooters, not boots. So just saying, um, very important that we get that right. This is, you know, we are a extremely correct show. We only say the, you know, everything here is like perfect. So, you know, we got to fact check everything. I've never fucked up. <laughs> So now I feel bad for Ref Chumpy, although because he is refing all these matches oh, and out massive, <laughs> and he got in a fight with Suzuki over a chair in this match, and, and that fight actually went on to the the third show as well. It's fucking awesome, um, but uh, yeah, you know. I did notice, too, that on this night, Suzuki remembered they were baby faces. And so because of that, when the bad guys are cheating, they cannot 
cross the invisible force field to get in and stop them from cheating. They can't do that because they're baby faces, but they don't always remember that later on in these shows. So, oh, oh yeah, one last yeah, thing. I, e ELP. I guess if you wrestle as a heel for such a long time without being a face, <laughs> you forget. Yeah, you just sure. be like, oh yeah, the crowd's supposed to like me for some reason. Oh yeah. And then the last thing about this match is the ELP when he pins Doki, he uses the Taker pin. Like the Undertaker yeah. pin. What the fuck? The tongue out shit. Yes, he does. Yeah, that's all I got. Yep. All right. So our next match is the uh, evil dick pimps or evil pimp dicks <laughs> versus uh, Okada, uh, Ishii, and Goto. Uh, of course, uh, we all know who the evil pimp dicks are. I think people can figure that out. Now, I, I want to be mad at Ishii. I just can't, though, because, you know... He, he did he did pin my boy Jay White, but I just can't be mad because the Stone people, he gives zero fucks and he'll just beat anyone up. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's very in character. I can't be mad. Uh, I love me some Ishii. You know, I can't be, I can't stay angry at him for long. He's, he's a Stone Pitbull. He does what Stone Pitbulls do. Right. So now uh, someone tweeted that uh, Togo looks like the epitome of where's my money? So I sent that 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 tweeter a picture of Mike McKean from Spinal Tap, and then he he didn't get it. So uh, just let me say that like there's a there's a there's a song at the start of Spinal Tap. If you guys haven't seen this, is Spinal Tap. Fucking pause this, watch this, well, watch that movie. Keep listening, but watch it later. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> one of those. <laughs> there's a there's a parody song at the start, and uh, it's called Give Me Some Money. So uh, that's kind of what I was going for there, but uh, that's all right. Maybe a deep cut. Uh, I thought he'd get it too because he's got this whole kind of um, death metal kind of uh, shtick going on the Tweety. It's it's uh, Fenrir, you know him. Oh, you've seen him on the Tweety, I guess. He's an he's an Aussie too, I think. So he's always always up and about. But yeah, I thought he'd get that. I don't know. I, I guess I just uh, automatically assumed uh, metalheads that all uh, all watched fucking Spinal Tap. But that's okay. That's got nothing to do with this match. I just wanted to mention that. Anyway, uh, I was sad. Uh, I thought I thought this was kind of great. Uh, Evil was like the first dude I ever saw Pinacata live, so I think that might be a, a reason I've always kind of uh, liked him. And uh, that's kind of, and that's that's kind of grown with his heel turn. I, I will admit, you know, got the T-shirt quite literally. So uh, I'm, I'm happy to see more Okada versus Evil. Uh, it's always a good match, and as long as he doesn't money clip it up too much, and as long as we see more of the Okada we saw at Wrestle Kingdom and not the Okada we saw at the G1, that would be awesome. And so it's solid stuff, but, you know, Andy's worst nightmare is Goto pins anyone. Uh, this time it's Dick Togo. I, that pissed me off too, but, you know, a couple things. One, when you say, where's my money... I think of two things. I think of I'm gonna get you, sucker, where they have a pimp off. There's like a you, yeah. know, you remember that, and the guy's like, "Bitch, better have my money." Right? That's funny. And then in the movie CB4, there uh, Trustus Jones dies, and this guy comes over to his uh, you know his funeral. It's actually Pootie Tang. It's the guy that plays Pootie Tang, and in, in a later movie, and he shows up and he says, uh, you know, he says, "Where's my money, motherfucker?" Starts punching the corpse, and that's a good time too. Um, you could also go like the big Lebowski's like where's my money lebowski oh, where's yeah. my fucking money lebowski we'll cut yeah. off your johnson <laughs> my what he's like i need my johnson <laughs> some reason he doesn't he doesn't 
equate Johnson's as wieners and me. <laughs> That's oh, awesome. I love that movie. That's a great movie. <laughs> um, so, you know, I did notice in this match, <clears throat> pardon me, Yujiro's pimp hat has seen better days. I mean, he is a low-rent pimp. He has no women, all right, and his, and his fucking hat is falling apart. It looks like shit. Um, and I know we're never going to get this match, but I want to see Ishii versus Dick Togo. They do some of that good shit in this match. Okada has a new luminescent jacket, and that's all I got. There's only one bad thing about um, these three matches. They're a variation. Okada will wrestle different uh, chaos blokes each match. The only thing that annoys me is, and it's a, a light nitpick, but it was a big part of our 2020, Mr. Andy, and we didn't like it. And uh, I don't need to see Kazuchika Okada and Yujiro Takahashi no. in the fucking ring. Yeah. I understand. That's, yeah. But because that feud or anything like that wasn't the main focus, I'm all right. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just move along and we'll go to our next match, which is uh, Tetsuya Naito, Takagi Shingo and Sonata versus Tomo Aki Honma, Hiroshi Tanahashi and God. Now, uh, <clears throat> I think this, this is where it kind of struck me here. Like, I think Naito not being able to spit got me more into Naito. Oh, that and being screwed for top billing in the G1 when he was the fucking double champ. Because I thought that was bullshit. But um, <clears throat> this Shingo Tanner stuff is just bliss to me. It's awesome. And I love it. Shingo gives him a fucking Tongan massage, which uh, I, I, I liked. Uh, I wish kind of Kevin Kelly had made a reference to the Tongan <laughs> massage there, but he didn't. Uh, then uh, then uh, Tanahashi, he gets Paradise Locked. So, uh, hate to see it. Yeah. And this is where I said, am I mad? But, uh, I want to see this never match more than I want to see a Bushi Sonata. But, uh, that's just, you know, my never bias probably. So and I think it's also for me because the never match has a 50, 50 feel to yeah, it. it. Like does. I feel like, I feel like they could elevate the title by having Tanahashi be the champ for a while, or they could elevate that title the other way by having, uh, Shingo beat the shit out of Tanahashi whereas I feel like with Hiromu's feud with Sho and Sonata's feud with God that uh, yeah Sonata and Sho uh, they're getting their asses beat but that's okay Luke what do you think of this when was the last time there was a never title match where we absolutely knew who was going to win I mean that's you could That's say Wrestle Kingdom. You could say Wrestle Kingdom, but I mean that wasn't the way that match was going. There was no way to tell. But it, it's it's always like that. And yes, we have never bias, which is a new phrase that I'm writing down. By the way, that's awesome. All right, but uh, it's also because like I thought Cobb could could possibly win that match because uh, the other two Laundry Boys lost. Yeah. So I'm like, oh shit, Shingo's fuck now. No, okay, yep, <laughs> cool, it's all good. So yeah. Oh, also, I write here: Is Honma okay? Fuck, he was really botchy. Oh. Uh, Destino on Honma, of course. <laughs> Look, I like I like Honma. He's adorable. I want to see him do well, but I. You see him in the ring with Naito, Shingo, Sonata, Tana, and God, <laughs> and I think he's a little out of his yeah, depth. One, one thing doesn't belong. I mean, he's just a body. That's all he is, you know. Yeah, and one I, of these I things is not like the other ones. 
But yeah, look, someone you've got to have someone in these matches to get pinned, and do we want to... And that's not going to be Naito, Shingo, or fucking Sonata, <laughs> is it? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, enjoyable match. Um, Honma got rings run around him by Naito in the next couple of their moments in this match, and I feel bad for Honma. I, go, I, I don't want to see him like this. I want to see him crush it, poor dude. Uh, I like him, but... It's yeah, too late for that, that is what it is. You know, uh, fuck Honma. Yeah, I know. Right, you I heard know. It but there is kind of a mini Naito Yano, or um, excuse me, Honma <laughs> Naito feud going on right now, which is kind of funny because that that's not going to go Honma's way ever. You know, but uh, right. I, you know, this match, like all I all I really thought about it while I was watching is like Shingo looks amazing and he is on fire right now. Like yeah. I I would never say anything bad about Shingo's wrestling. But there were times where he was maybe a little lower energy than now, for sure. Because, I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen him this fired up, except maybe when he first showed up. You know, he just seems like he's, you know, he's been at like an 8 and now he's at a 10. And I am just pumped for this in match. a program with Tanahashi. I mean, that'll <laughs> do it, right? That shit. And, and people patting yeah. you on the back and saying, hey, you know, all those, those main event matches, they're pretty good. But man, that never uh, open match at Wrestle Kingdom. I mean, that's the... Is that his first singles match at Wrestle Kingdom? It can't be, right? Holy shit. All right. So what Wrestle Kingdom number was it this year? 15? Yeah. So look up last year. Oh, so see if he was on. I'm sure he was on the show. Um, but I just feel like he was in like maybe the six-man tag thing or something like that. You know? I feel like you're right. I feel... All right, so and, and while he's mentioned. looking that up, I mean, people, if folks don't know the, you know, obviously it's it's not as big of a deal in WWE, but like singles matches are a special thing in New Japan, and so you don't just get singles matches. So you know, it, it's it's much more likely that you're going to be in some kind of multi-man match. So you know, uh, having a singles match at Wrestle Kingdom is something that all these guys are dreaming of. All right, so there is a match from Wrestle Kingdom 14. Uh, Suzuki Goon with uh, ZSJ, Minara Suzuki, Taichi, and El Desperado, and they defeated LIJ, which was Evil, Sonata, Shingo, and Bushi. Wow. Just a shitty yeah. old multi man match. Well, that's it. That's, I mean, we can see why he's motivated now. So that's fucking great, man. Yeah, he had arguably the best or the second best match at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, I flip flop. Like uh, I love that never open title match, but I kind of adore that that uh, Jay White uh, God match too. I thought that was fucking amazing stuff. So uh, yeah, uh, all he's he's two reasons to be motivated. Uh, yes, you've just had that classic with Jeff Cobb and thank you, Charity. Just bought me a coffee. She's lovely. And two, he's in a program now with Hiroshi fucking Tanahashi <laughs> with the Ace. And I reckon if you're a never champ. You don't expect to be put in a program with fucking, you know, uh, one of the, the top guys like that, right? Yeah. It, uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, he's he's got reasons to be uh, extremely motivated and it's showing. And, yeah, uh, all these some of these matches we have to wait till February for, but uh, not February 4, but February 4. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh shingo versus tanahashi is on january 30th it's what is that is that next week or the start of the week after it's, it's, it's too far away yeah it's about a week and now. a half away so yeah so yeah uh 
Oh man, I yeah. I look. I I think Sonata versus God is is going to be an entertaining match. Uh, I really want. By the way, I really think they need to give Naito a, a feud. But I understand he's he's just lost the championship and they want to put a bit of spotlight on Sonata. But you know, I've kind of become a Naito fan and I don't want to see him kind of fading off into the background a bit. So uh, I don't think they'll forget him. They they never they never usually do for too long. So that's good. All right, so now next match we have Show and Wato, and I spelt Show S-H-O-W. Oh, that's awesome. Versus Bushi and Hiromu. And uh, I told I told, uh, told my wife my favorite junior was in this match. And uh, when I told her it was Show, she was like, he's a junior? That doesn't count. Because uh, she thinks, like, if you see a junior doing, like, deadlift suplex on, like, fucking heavyweights and shit, yeah, you ain't no junior. Get get the fuck up back. back move, move. You're up. Move. Get the fuck up. You're in the next division now. So uh, I, I love her. And uh, yeah, that's true. I don't see too many other juniors constantly deadlifting motherfuckers. So yes. There's <laughs> <clears throat> an amazing sunset flip German kind of thing on show by the two LIJ boys, which looked fucking awesome. Oh, by the way, I should have fucking mentioned that before. This is a main event. Yeah. Like, and I love it. Uh, I thought this was a really good match. Uh, it And the four juniors fucking brought it. I, I loved it. Uh, and, yeah, I thought this match was nuts and lots of fun. Uh, more junior main events. Yeah, please do it. And we have uh, Wato pinning Bushi at the end. So I'm thinking that Sho and Wato need a silly tag team name. Um, you know, weight or Rapongi or something like that. I don't know. Way to the high voltage or something. <laughs> Way to the three K. I don't know. Uh, so somebody tweet that at us, please. Never open pot at uh, Twitter, whatever. And um, I, I really enjoyed this. I thought this was a lot of fun, man. And but the whole time I'm thinking, what is Master Wado gonna do? Without Tenzon looking concerned in this corner, we know Tenzon nearly died because someone hit him with his own move. So, I will never stop laughing at that. Um, I think the opposite's true there too, dude. Like Tenzan's laying there with his fuck neck, thinking, "Where the hell is Wato, little shit?" He's like, "I bought that guy's t-shirt. What the hell?" <laughs> well, Hiromu hit the fucking sunset bomb on show. And that yeah. was awesome. And that pretty much knocked Show out for a good chunk of the match. And it left Watto to, like, fend, you know, for himself. And, and he held his own quite a bit. Uh, he did get killed, of course. But, man, there was some really good shit um, from him. And then Show and Hiromu are just stealing the show in this match, though. God damn, that's going to be so good. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, it had- I can't wait. The match had more combo moves than you could ever want in a match. It had so many. And and I've said it before, but I'll say it again. It is so great when a tag team works as a team. Yeah, it is. I just want to say another thing kind of about, like, uh, LIJ's uh, membership. Uh, another thing that works to their detriment, and... Not really, because they're awesome. I'm not. I'm not bragging on them in any way, but with a, with uh, as fewer members in Lij compared to all the other factions, except maybe um, Laundry Empire, because they're new. Because they've got Laundry so Empire. few members, they have to wrestle more, a lot more. Yep. There's less nights off for members of Lij. They have to wrestle nearly every night, 
in all sorts of various tags and singles and stuff because there's no fucking other members to go, all right, well, tonight I'll wrestle and then tomorrow you wrestle like they do with the uh, Okada match because you know how they swap out um, whoever's in the six-man never champ, right, with the Okada matches. You can't really do that. So you kind of have to mix up. The, so what they did instead is they mixed up combinations of the last two matches. So all the last two matches will have either Naito, Shingo, Sonata, Tana, Honma, God, Sho, Wato, Bushi, and Hiromu. And I'll just mix and match just kind of how that works. So, yeah, um, there's just me just uh, crying out for, no. hey, cut these cut these hard-working, awesome motherfuckers some slack <laughs> and give them at least one or two more members, Whoa. please. <laughs> Remember, it was, I think it was at the end of World Tag League where they had Shingo wrestle in a just bullshit tag match on yeah. one of the best of Super Juniors nights, and you were so fucking pissed. <laughs> I I'm love like, it when you get fired up. They're awesome. going to wrestle in the tournament the next night. Why are they wrestling? Oh, there's <laughs> no fair. other people who fucking team up with Naito. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, creaky chair. But yes, uh, that was a fun night, and let's just do it straight into Road to New Beginning, night two. Now, uh, you'll definitely notice something is different from, excuse me, from night one to night two and three, and that's, uh, fuck, it is empty as fuck. No more milk people. The milk people are no longer there. That's right. And uh, I guess there's no one in the soy industry that wants to fucking... (laughs) (laughs) be on the show in the crowd so all right so uh, we start off kind of the same as the night before now usually when uh, i'm watching a new japan show mr andy i've got my tweet tweety open i've got the the night open from um you know the new japan thing so i know what the matches are and shit and for some reason my brain kept telling me it's tuesday so i i'm watching the first match and i'm like the fuck is you your doing out here with mr bread it's fucking Yoda, it's supposed to be Yoda Suji. And uh, I tweeted that out, and then I quickly realized, uh, nope, uh, I thought it was Tuesday. <laughs> and I got the day wrong, like a big dum-dum. And rather than delete that tweet, I, I left it up there, even with my tweet saying, yep, I'm a big stupid boy. <laughs> and, <laughs> and move on from there. So, yes, uh, our first match is uh, both the laundry dudes, uh, Greater Khan and the other guy versus you and Mr. Bread. Uh, it's good stuff, uh, I guess. Uh, I really like seeing... Uh, I'm pretty sure we saw this the night one as well, but I think we see it all three nights. I just want to highlight it at least once that I adore seeing Mr. Bread machine gun chop these these two dudes. Yes. Uh, one more than the other, but uh, I still fucking love it. And, of course... Um, you know, you just getting pinned. And because of my awesome professionalism, I can't remember which one fucking did it. I think it was Okan, but it Definitely. might have been... Uh, yeah, yeah all right, it was, Ocon. yeah. Um, uh, Okan gets two of the three pins, I think, uh, in these opening Correct. Um, okay, so I got a couple things for this one. Um, <sighs> I, I didn't do a Kojima tweet about this because we don't want to, you know, we don't want to sully the good name of Kojima by, you know... Uh, hit when he tweets about laundry boy we're not going to put that on our show however he did mention something that is fucking hilarious so shithead does this 
kick and it's like a hook kick and it looks very difficult to pull off without absolutely kicking your opponent right in the fucking face for real yeah. and um kojima was tweeting about how he doesn't like it because it's really hard to defend against and he his name for it is super kick from an unseen angle <laughs> which is fucking <laughs> awesome and then you know Ocon, right? So he is, he's developing more and more. We're watching it right in front of our eyes. And, you know, I don't know if you guys care about this. I don't know if you know about this, but ever since COVID, I have been obsessed with ancient culture. Just, I just can't get enough of it, man. I'm just like learning about stuff all the time. And one of the people I've learned a lot about is Genghis Khan or Genghis Khan as uh, who is, you know, kind of Ocon's namesake. And I learned something about Genghis Khan's um, ruthlessness that was pretty amazing to me. So he would, you know, conquer, uh, you know, basically he'd knock on his neighbor's door and say, Hey, we're going to come kill you. If you give up, you can live. And if they don't give up, he kills all of them. All right. But he is the only military leader to ever do this that I'm aware of. Not only would he kill everyone in town, but he'd send a bunch of troops back a day or two later to make sure that anyone that was hiding that came out a day or two later also got killed. So, Fucking hell. Yeah, so that's who Ocon is, like, learning from. And, and I mean, you know, I don't know. I just found that interesting. How's he not the leader of this group? I mean, maybe one day he will I mean, be, you know? He's too new, I guess. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, that's the second time you've got me like i'm just like he's got a lot to say about this oh okay yep yep you'd think i'd be wise to the gimmick by now but yes <laughs> <sighs> you can trust no, me no. you know i mean yes, i i okay. trust you you won't forget choshu okay and you can trust me i'm not gonna talk about <laughs> okay. oh my god yeah all right so all right our standard second match of the night is suzuki goon versus bullet club you know you know all you all know who the members are Manaro Suzuki, El Desperado, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and Doki versus ELP, Taiji Shimon, and Jado and Gato. Uh, Doki goes right after Jado, and uh, Kanemaru tries to take off ELP's boot. Now, there's also something interesting in this match, and <laughs> they didn't do it. In the, I mean, the whole match is. In, I like. I like the chemistry these guys have. I really like uh, them interacting. So I'm not shitting on them, but. Uh, interesting thing is um this is where kevin kelly starts speculating heavily about jay white mm. and what's going on with jay white and if he was leaving the company that conversation or i know it's to himself but that kind of speculation that kevin has probably wouldn't be on the show yeah why, because, why uh, would they remind you about the guy that's leaving <laughs> Come yeah on. now if you remember when the uh, the elite guys left did they mention them after they no. left of course they they lost titles and stuff, but they only mentioned them to the fact of uh, Tanahashi defeated Kenny Omega at right. Wrestle Kingdom, and that's it. Yep. Right. That that's it. Whereas this time, like God beat the shit out of Jay White, and they're still talking about Jay White. So come on, people. I, like a cup. Uh, me, I know Fenrir, and I saw a couple other tweets. Like they're all we're all going like. If he's, he's, if he's leaving, there's no way Kevin Kelly would give that much airtime to any speculation and shit. So come on, just just breathe. Just breathe. With We're good. That's right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, where am I with my notes? Uh, uh, yep. So yeah, nipple cripples in wrestling feels, uh, feels a little wrong, but it still makes me laugh. Of course, ELP's doing shit like that. 
Uh, mind you, he'll he'll do it on wrestlers like well everyone except Suzuki. I think <laughs> right, if he tried that on Suzuki, Suzuki might stiff him in the fucking face or something. <laughs> like, yeah, you're not doing that shit on me. But uh, other members of book of of Suzuki Goon, all right, that's fine. I want to see him. Actually, now I want to see him try it on Suzuki just to get his freaking head knocked off. Oh man, he'd that... no sell it. He just no sell it and just starts screaming. Oh, yeah. Nips of nips of steel, that mother, that motherfucker for sure. <laughs> um, you got those you got those really hard nips by um rubbing them against trees for nine months. Now <laughs> <laughs> So uh, ELP uh kicks El Desperado in the ribs and uh ELP sells it because, you know, dangerous boot and all that. And then ELP just pokes him in the eyes, which is awesome <laughs> i love the fighting i love heels fighting heels in new japan because <laughs> they do it so well and when it's heels fighting heels in new japan it's two factions who do you go for well which faction do you like more are you a bullet club dude or a suzuki gun dude that's who you root for and that's how they, they that's how you work it but you've got to have one team being more heel than the other of course as you said and which is uh bullet club in this instance of course uh we get it we get our standard Gato gets the shit kicked out of him spot, which ends up with, uh, what does he call it? Numero dos? It's the stretch muffler. Yeah, numero dos. I like that because it's, it's shit, you know, but it's also his, it's his second move or something like that, you know, double That's meaning. The fucking, the fucking crazy and, and then numero the dos. The shit. Yeah. Yeah. What? Numero dos. Wouldn't that be like, isn't number. numero like number? Yeah, it's number two. You ever taken a oh, number two, Luke? Fucking hell. Yes. <laughs> fucking. <sighs> yeah. I'm a dumb dumb. <laughs> but yeah, um, different finish, different things happening in this match. They This match had the same wrestlers as the previous match, but uh, didn't feel like the same match, which is something I really appreciated too. Well, it didn't feel the same because it fucking fell apart at the end. It was yeah. The ending. I don't even know what happened at the end. It's just complete nonsense. But the, the only thing I noticed in this one was well, two things. One, Suzuki and Dookie are an awesome team. I want them to tag mm -hmm. up. They're fucking great. I wish Dookie wasn't a junior. You know, he'd be great. But um, and then and then they were doing the back rakes, you know, they've been doing all this back rakes and stuff. And, you know, you got guys climbing to the second rope and doing a back rake off the second rope. It's so dumb. And Dookie's shirt gives him armor, protects him from the back rake. And he, he no sells the back rake. And that was pretty funny. Do, do, you, know who, do you know who won? I, I know. know <laughs> yeah. Um, El Desperado taps out Gator with the oh, right, Numero right. Dose. Numero Dose. Yeah. Thank you. I I know Doki is still in that position of eating the pin, but I feel like he's in a better position now than he was, what, two years ago? Oh, yeah. I feel like he's being showcased more. Uh, he's been, you know, and I think he's been given opportunities. I think he's knocking him out of the park. So whenever they're ready to kind of like, um, look, um, go Bullet Club for this title match. Not really. I want Suzuki Gun to win, but... If Bullet Club does come away with those titles, it's time to boost up uh, El Desperado into singles. And uh, they, there's your new tag team, uh, Doki and Kanemaru. That's fine. That's what I was talking about last time. And, yeah, you know, I would I like that. Too. I think that the crowd, you know, has done a similar turn on Taichi as they have Doki. And so, like, Doki's really proved himself. I really enjoy him. And I really want to see him wrestle. So, yeah, 
Yeah, uh, I know everyone has a bit of fun with the Doki Choki. Uh, we do too. But uh, the guy's ace. Uh, he's not the ace, but he's, he's really good. So, uh, yeah, more, more, please, more. All right, so next match we've got Yoshihashi, Tomohiro Ishii, and Okada versus the uh, evil dick pimps or evil pimp dicks or dicks, pimp, evils. Never mind. All right, so. dicks. Yeah, and here's my note that I mentioned earlier. This is a fun match, but do we really need Okada and Pimpy anywhere near no, each other? No. Uh, solid stuff, but stupid money clip on Togo for the win. My my uh, uh, <laughs> my notes say they have a match. Money clip. That's <laughs> I don't care about this. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just, there's uh, not much to say about this one. Uh, yeah, it was pretty boring. So there we are. Yeah. All right. So, so moving on. Uh, we have uh, Lij. Uh, that's uh, Romu, Naito, and Sonata versus God, Show, and Hanma. And uh, Show and Hiromu fucking go for it. I love it. That's good. This is, uh, now Show has a very never style way of wrestling for a junior. And even though Hiromu can do the flippity and the floppity, he can do that tough man shit too. So. These two are going to beat the crap out of each other when their title match happens. And whilst I think Show's losing, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just excited just to see those two go at it because uh, their Super Juniors match was awesome. Yeah. Now, uh, who won that in the Super Juniors match? Was it Show or was it Hiromu? I think, I think Show it was Hiromu. won that. I think he did. Show, yeah. Because yeah, that was one win. of his big wins in the tournament. Which is kind of why he's like, oi, title shot. Come on. Yeah. All right. Yep. Makes sense. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right. So, uh, it's New Japan. That's right. It actually so, makes sense. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. So, you see Hiromu come out, and my first thought was Hiromu doesn't get hyped. He stays hyped. <laughs> Holy shit. Fuck uh, off. Yeah. Uh, fuck, man. He just comes out and he's just like, Wrestling room ready. Let's do it. Oh, okay. All right. He's, he's excited. Usually when someone runs out to the ring, you know they're getting pinned, but um, that's a that's a young line thing. It's definitely not well, a Hiromu touch. Hiromu doesn't run to the ring. He runs around the ring, and then he gets in calmly, and then he sits in the corner, you know, like he's <laughs> like he's like somebody's turned the switch off. It's weird. Mm. Yeah. It's like a cat run through the house, yes. then flop onto the floor and what relax. What the fuck is with cats where they suddenly decide... I can't be in this room anymore right now. You know, they're like, I got to leave this room right this second. Pew! What is that? Hey, speaking of cats. Uh -oh. All right. So I can't remember, man, but when Data died in, what was that Star Trek movie? Spoiler Nemesis? Spoiler alert. Jesus Christ. Come on, man. The movie's fucking 20 years old. Get out of here. <laughs> so when Data dies in Star Trek Nemesis, who looks after the cat? Spot. Um... Yeah, his, his cat is comically named Spot because, you know, he doesn't understand human stuff. So um, I believe that we find out that Jordy gets Spot, if I'm right. Oh, but, but yeah, that's right. I, I believe so, but I could just be making that up because that's what that makes sense. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so there's that box ticked off. Luke's mentioned Next Generation. Sweet. <laughs> Hey, so this Hiromu, uh, this LIJ versus um, other guys in God match, um, it did give me a sad feeling because I was, 
I was starting, you know, that last match was kind of boring, and this one, I was like, okay, I want to see Hiromu and show, and the rest of it, I'm just kind of like, eh. And um, it's just, there was a specter haunting me, Luke, and it was the specter of COVID wrestling. It's looming large, and I hope that, I just really hope that crowds can come to shows, because my God, it's good to have wrestling. I'm not bitching, but man, after seeing what Wrestle Kingdom was and how important that crowd is, I don't want to go back to COVID wrestling. Please, no. No, I, I don't either. I really hope um, things start turning around for Japan, or for the whole fucking planet, really. But uh, yeah, we can fuck because off. we're doing a New Japan pro podcast, I'm just like, fuck you, planet Earth. Sort your shit out, Japan. Yeah, it's it's Earth's <laughs> fault, you know. Definitely, fuck yeah. you. But yeah, I know what you mean. Um, you know, I think Japan is obviously taking drastic measures because they should, and we don't know what those are because we're not a news source. But um, I just, you know, I'm I'm I trust them more Unless than I trust anybody else. Industry. So to handle this, although your country has done excellent, so uh, you know, you guys are fucking off everything, right? Have you even had a, a case anytime recently? Uh, we've had some because we've had like international travelers come down. Uh, not, in, not oh, sorry. I mean, like by international travelers, I mean Aussies coming back from overseas because they've been stuck over for, overseas for ages. And oh, the funny thing is, like Kevin Kelly is from America. She can fly to Japan, no problem. Gino, arguably in a safer country than America. Arguably, uh, definitely in a safer country. <laughs> yeah, that COVID-wise, than America. Can't leave the fucking country. I know. That's uh, such bullshit. And, and I bet you I, I bet you any money it's not because of Japan. I bet you any money it's because of us being like strict stickler fucking Yeah. Whatever. It is what it is. I mean, you know, mind, just mind you, we're flying Matt Damon was allowed to fly into Australia to film a fucking Marvel movie and oh, we've got all these motherfucking tennis players coming down for the Australian Open, most of whom are in fucking lockdown because some of them have or some of the people around there got COVID nineteen and shit, what? so they're in fucking two week lockdown and they're allowed to practice and now you've got the fucking tennis champion making demands and shit and I'm just like, who gives a fuck about tennis? Are you trying to tell me that the Australian government doesn't recognize Gino Bam Gambino as a professional athlete? Yeah, well, you know, fucking, it's just making my brain melt and it made me a little. Uh, let's just move on, because <laughs> uh, yeah, it's we got a main event. It, it hurts. It, it just hurts my brain, dude. Like, yeah, national sports, I kind of get because it's all in the country, right? And you're able to kind of keep people like do you think japan is probably they're probably going to give the olympics another miss or i don't know man you don't even know is the australian open that important uh, more important than like the health of well-being of yeah it doesn't matter all right let's move on all right so uh ibushi almost puts a paradise lock on sonata in this and he and he almost completes it he doesn't complete it because like sonata kicks out of it but you know of course Ibushi would know the Paradise Lock. God knows all the locks. And uh, Honmo and Ibushi uh, both do Kakeshis, which is uh, kind of cute and adorable. But, of course, there's a skull end on Honma because Hiromu, Naito, and Sonata are not losing. Get out of here. And then after the match, uh, Naito hides Hiromu's, Hiromu's Super Junior Trophy. <laughs> There's some fun <laughs> stuff. Thought... At the top of the show, we heard Shingo talking shit to uh, Tanahashi from night three, but yep. 
There's some really good backstage stuff with Hiromu and Naito just cutting up. It's pretty funny. Definitely worth checking out. Yeah. And it's definitely more kind of like a, a, a brotherly kind of banter and fucking with each other than uh, anything serious. So it's all fun and games and totally adorable. Although we never did get that match, did we? Mm. No. No. And it looks like we're probably... And uh, if things keep going the way they do, we're probably going to get God versus Hiromu. God, which that, that'll be isn't awesome. bad. It's going to be awesome, right? But a part of me is like, man, we never got, we never got Hiromu versus Naito. Oh God! You damn know the it. two matches. So, so and, and it finally did happen, but it didn't happen at the time. Was the the Kenny Omega versus Tanahashi? That was supposed to be a ladder match. You know, and and it was the first ladder match in New Japan, and then Tanahashi got hurt, and somebody else took his place. That's a fuckhead. But um, you know, they finally did have their blow off at Wrestle Kingdom, but it was over. It was like over something else that they had the feud. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't quite the same blow off. And we never did get that, uh, you know, that uh, um, Hiromu versus uh, Naito match. But almost always in New Japan, they wrap up these little things, or they just save them for later. So we, don't worry. You know, we'll get them. Kato, we trust. I'm still waiting to find out who the fucking extra mole is in chaos that's going to help fucking Jay White and the Bullet Club. Mm-mm. They mentioned it. We never found out who it is. Never never forget. Um, it's... It's Yoshiyoshi. Yeah. Anyway, we've got uh, our main event tonight, which is another match I quite liked. It's Wato and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Shingo and Bushi. And... Yeah, Wato's doing fine. I'm sorry, everyone who doesn't like him, but he's main eventing at Korokan Hall with Tanahashi. He's fine. Uh, they like him. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so do I. Now, uh, I like this because Shingo's only got eyes for Tanahashi. He doesn't really give a fuck about <laughs> Bushi, uh, sorry, uh, Wato or anything like that. There's a couple of good fake-outs as well where um, uh, he's going, Wato! Uh, Shingo's going, Wato, 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 about to fucking clothesline him. But then he runs into the corner and smacks out uh, Tanahashi <laughs> before going back to beat up uh, Wato some more. I like that. Wato rocks Bushi with this kind of stiff-looking kick to the head, which looks really cool. And uh, <clears throat> and also we see Shingo doing a twist and shout. Ooh. Now, yeah, I really need that match. Uh, but poor Bushi, he loses both nights, this time with the high-fi flow. And there's not many fans and people probably feeling a bit down because of the situation in Japan right now. So we get a long stint of both Hiroshi Tanahashi and Wato air guitaring up a storm. And Wato looks really kind of chuffed to be having some air guitar time with the ace. Yeah, Tanahashi, you know, kind of shed a tear there at the end too and and you know said some some really nice things and that in japanese i don't understand but i could tell what he meant and um i love this thing how wrestlers never decide who's going to start a match until they're in the ring and they're like are you starting mm. my start it's like the the night at the roxbury guys me you him huh? me you you know um and uh that's it's pretty funny i i like that but wado and bushi in this match oh <laughs> 
I'm looking forward to that too because they do some of that good old shit in this match. It's awesome. Yes, they do. We get a big uh, heavy or heavyweight uh, hot tag where the heavyweights come in and start going hard as fuck. And then Tanahashi's in trouble and Wado saves Tanahashi at one point. And I was like, oh my God, you're getting booked strong, kid. Fucking kill it. You know, I love it. That makes me so happy. You don't get to save Tanahashi if they don't give a fuck about you. You know, that's not how that works. So, and we yeah. got to see a high fly flow. So, you know, that was a pretty good match. I enjoyed it. Yep. Yeah. So there are definitely some tag matches that uh, I'm enjoying more than other ones. And uh, yeah, I'm totally biased, but I'm loving the Tanahashi Shingo stuff. But I'm also liking this. There's another mini, that other mini feud of like Wato Bushi. Uh, they want to give us a special singles match between those two. Uh, yeah, please. It's, it's happening. That's already, that's already a thing. So yes. But, Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. Did Bushi beat Wato in the best of Super Juniors, or was it Wato beating... I can't fucking remember, I know, man. I know Bushi challenged Wato, so I know that happened. Right. So. Well, either or, um, this is going to be their second singles match together, and I'm in. Uh, Hell yeah. Cool. All right, so uh, night three. All three nights are at Corican Hall. It's uh, Road to New Beginning night three. And yes, Empire Boys, and yep, oh, look, it's Tuesday, so yep. There's Yoda Suji. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. And uh, I, I really like the fire that Kojima is, is, is showing in these matches too. Oh, yeah. So, uh, like, you know, they need they can pull the trigger and warm him up anytime they want because it's Kojima. Everyone kind of knows his accomplishments. You know, they know he's a big deal. So if they want to put him in a feud, they can to, uh, I guess, heat up other wrestlers and things. Unfortunately, it's arsehole, but... You know, uh, I still like the idea of watching Kojima wrestle all these young guys. Uh, I'm in, yeah. Even though I think he's going to lose. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so it's okay. Uh, and so uh, the first two nights it was uh, Great Okan getting the pins, but this time it's uh, it's uh, Dickface. So, yeah. I'm trying to build uh, up Laundry Boys again, you know. I'm trying to give them something, yeah. something you know, some wins. It makes sense. I. There was a couple of things that happened this match. Well, first of all, there's no one in the building again. And mm. I did notice, though, on this night, they, I, you know, confirmed from night one. And now appearing on night three, there is a new young boy, at least one, and he has a shaved head. So look out for him. All right. That's that's the guy. Um, yep. I, I, I don't know who he is, but I want to know. So um, we had Okan in this match hit a gun, a gut wrench, like drop slam. That was really cool. Um, I like that. And Kevin Kelly says that Okan's sit in the corner move is painful and embarrassing, which made me laugh really hard. That's funny. Um, I'm continually more, more and more impressed with Suji's timing. His timing is so good. It's man, he's going to be something else. And then, uh, and also Kevin Kelly told us that Suji is a Packers fan and up uh, on this next weekend here, um, we have, uh, you know, a big, uh, whatever championship weekend playoff football. And there's a good chance we're going to have a bunch of snow on the ground for a, uh, Packers game, which is like, that's as American as it fucking gets in a good way. Um, All right. It's, I'm looking forward to it, man. We don't, we don't get very much good stuff nowadays, but that could be something fun. Um, and then the only other thing I got from this is, um, let's see here. Uh, oh, Kojima used the Mongolian chop, but like as a transition yeah. move. So he's got uh, Okan hitting the Mongolian chops on him, and he kind of just turns around and hits one of his own, uh, Kojima does, and it, it basically... T- 
you know, transitions, meaning he's on offense now. And I thought that was pretty cool. I like that. Yep. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I, know. I liked it too. Also, you were something that uh, you reminded me about when you said like wrestlers not wearing knee pads are kind of stupid. Yeah. I remember when Rusev, now Miro, started working at fucking WWE, and I'm just like, put some fucking shoes on, man. You're gonna hurt yourself. And yeah, sure enough, he had a broken foot, and he wore boots every other time. So now when I when I and I notice I don't really watch him or his matches, but I know that he comes out barefoot, the bro dude. Who I won't name because he's a bit of a fuckwit himself. Yes. Uh, wearing nothing on his feet. And I'm just like, dude, you're just asking for a broken foot, but you're a bit of a piece of shit, so fuck you. Now, all right, so, <laughs> yeah. Wear your knee pads, uh, boys and girls, and uh, put some fucking shoes on. You know, you know who, never, <laughs> who never wears knee pads? Fucking Suzuki never wears knee pads. And and uh, and that's because his legs are made of calcium, calcified bone. Um, but also, uh, Zack Sabre Jr., because that's kind of like a British thing. So, you know, they're fine. They're allowed to not wear knee pads. Everybody else, let's put some knee pads on, okay? Yeah. Yep. All right. So, our second match... Uh, and I think these are, are the only matches that have zero changes in the lineup, which is a little annoying because surely you could have swapped out, I don't know, you put, could have put um, Gato in the Evil Dick Pimps match instead and had Yujiro be in that match just to swap, mix it up. Nope, nope not doing that. So it's a Sukugun versus Bullet Club, and it's the same combination from the pre first, uh, first two nights. But uh, yeah, and I, I really like Suzuki here because like whenever they uh, the Bullet Club are trying their fucking jerky fucking heel shit, like right back raking and all this kind of dodgy crap, Suzuki's getting pissed off, <laughs> and he's getting and I'm thinking like he's gonna murder someone in this match, like holy crap, <laughs> he wants to kill people, yeah, he just wants to murder everyone in Bullet Club right now. Uh, Another ELP kick to the ribs this time for Katamaru, which he sold out pretty well. And uh, a similar uh, ending to the first night, which is uh, ELP taking off Doki's head. And Doki sells it really well, gets kicked in the face, drops like a ton of bricks. And uh, ELP pins Doki again and again with the, uh, as you said, the Undertaker-style pin. And I'm thinking to myself, Suzuki need to kind of like wipe out all the other members and then just kind of gang up on El Fantasmo and just yank his fucking boots off or something. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I this match is a fucking mess, and it's not like a great match or anything. It's a lot of fun though, because the feud that I care about, which is uh Minoru Suzuki versus Chumpy. Ref Chumpy, that is like fucking on fire in this match. And Chumpy gets a win because basically like Chumpy's getting chumped out right and left. And Suzuki's like, oh, I feel sorry for you, buddy. I'm going to put you over. And basically he gets a token win when he wrestles a chair away from Suzuki. Which I was like, yeah, go yeah. Chumpy. So. And at the very end, we know New Japan matches are known for towards the end of the match. You have all these kind of reversals going on, right? Well, as a team... As two teams working together as teams, they did cheating reversals, like a four or five step cheating reversal to the finish. Yep. That was pretty cool. <laughs> and then after the match, the most disrespectful thing you can do is pretend that the belt is your penis and flop it at your opponents. And that's what uh, the uh, Bullet Club guys did. Yeah, I remember their first reign as the, the junior tag champs 
cheeky little bastards. Like, <laughs> especially especially how how they started as a tag team. I mean, issue issue more in ELP. This is when Robbie Eagles is in the fucking Buller Club, and I remember. Yeah, I remember there was one six man match. It was those three. Might have been eight man, but doesn't matter. But those three were in it, and ELP hits a. Sorry, not ELP. uh, Robbie Eagles hits one of his finishing moves. Then ELP tags himself in to get the pin, <laughs> and and uh, Eagles looks pissed off. But both Ishibori and ELP are just like, <laughs> <laughs> and ever since then I'm kind of like, I actually like this duo. They kind of they kind of both jerks and they feed off each other, and I, I really enjoy that. So, did you catch um, that Kevin Kelly tried to get some uh, comments from Gato? On the way out about Jay White's status, and Gator refused to comment. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got that. And uh, all right, so I have no idea what you think of this. I did make a tweet saying like this: this uh, tonight might drop be dry, the night that drives uh, Mr. Andy bit nuts. And uh, it's not for the whole night, but after this match, <laughs> El Fantasmo joins commentary. Yeah. And he doesn't st- he doesn't stay around. He only stays for the next match, which I think is pretty good because if his heel shtick, uh, a whole night of him would have just been too much. But one match was was fine, uh, and he he does uh, some kind of commentary for the next match, which is Yoshihashi, uh, Goto, and Okada versus Evil Dick Pimps. And I think there's a really fun spot on this. And early on in the match, they do the shitty um, the shitty back. Uh, yeah. hits on uh, on uh, Yajiro instead. Uh, so while Yoshihashi and Goto are doing that usual kind of way they hit him, fucking Akata's doing a drum solo. <laughs> is, he, is he doing a drum solo or is he wanking? One or the other, right? Yeah. <laughs> mm, a little bit of wanking. Dude, a little bit of wanking. Dude, they're, they're, both, they're both hilarious. Either, either <laughs> or. Uh, and so, uh, yeah. This this match is very similar to the other two matches, but with two differences. There's no Ishii, so there's a black mark against it right away. And the Bullet Club actually win. Uh, everything is evil on Yoshihashi instead of for some reason I wrote Yoi. Uh, and so, you know, there's an A there instead of the S. It's fine. They're close to getting on the keyboard people, but it's all right. But, uh, you know, evil's not going to challenge for that six man. He already he gave up that title. It's a stank belt to him, so uh, I don't think that's going to lead to it. Could, but I think they're they're priming more for uh, you know evil versus Okada. So do you think that's going to actually happen in the singles? Has that been announced yet as well, Mister Andy, or are they just going to be like, all right, first round New Japan Cup go? I I think that it, they'll meet in the New Japan Cup, of course, but it will mean more. But Kevin Kelly has said something about it a couple times, like, oh, you know, it sure would that this is sure it could be a match or something. I it's nothing's official that I'm aware of, but it could be New Japan Cup or it could be something at the anniversary show. You know, I mean, we, you yeah. know, we'll talk about the upcoming shows that they've announced. There's a couple that we may start to get matches slotted into, you know, so because uh, everything else, like the, all the new beginning cards, I think have already been announced. So, um, but. Uh, you know, just you were asking about ELP and what I thought about him on commentary. I honestly, okay, so he did something that was super offensive, right? 
and he named a bunch of wrestlers, but I only wrote one down because I got angry because he was like, I, he's, you know, he was talking about how great of a kicker he is and he's the best, one of the best strikers. And maybe that's why he's uh, doing, yes. maybe that's why he's doing the taker pin. Cause they always say taker is the best pure striker in WWE, which is fucking hilarious. But, um, Maybe that's why he's doing that's that. But bullshit. anyway, he says that he's on his way to being one of the best strikers in New Japan, just like Kawada. And I just, that's when I stopped typing and was like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm going to kill you. You can't do that. You can't say that. But then I was distracted because as as that was happening, Goto reaches his shitty little arm into the ring and cheats tripping evil. That's fucking yeah. bullshit. And then if that wasn't bad enough... Then Yoshihashi uses the goddamn butterfly lock on on Evil, yeah. and that's why Evil had to use a low blow and pin him just to make his fucking big ass, big dick ass pay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, low blow is even more painful to Yoshi. There's a there's a lot to punch there. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> according to Andy and I, anyway. <laughs> that is amazing. Or, yeah. I never thought that would be a running gag of the show, uh, the size of Yoshihashi's cock, but there it is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fuck, we're mature. All right. Whew. All right, so we got Sonata and Naito. Oh, I'm getting a little flushed. Woo. Versus uh, Honma and God. And, uh, you know, uh, almost another double Kokeshi, but Sonata sits out of that. Oh. And Ibushi gets put in the Paradise Lock. Yeah. And... Uh, this kind of makes me think, uh, for some reason, my nose says Ibushi. Uh, yeah, but uh, I think Ibushi will do it in a match very soon. Uh, especially when <clears throat> Kevin Kelly's pimping the fact that uh, one of Koto Ibushi's shticks is not always wrestling his style, but kind of um, merging his style with the style of the uh, wrestler that he's facing. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, Another uh, famous wrestler so, that was famous for doing that. Interesting. A golden who else lover. Was famous for doing that. What? I said a golden lover, if you will. Yes, 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 he is. He's God and a golden lover. Uh, yeah. And they always tease that other wrestlers will try to put on the Paradise Lock and completely fuck it up. <laughs> but uh, this is Kota Ibushi. This is God. You, I, I can. I, I can see it. I can see him doing one of two things, Mr. Andy. He gets the Paradise Lock on Sonata, or he gets out of the Paradise Lock. Yeah. Oh, no one's ever done it, have they? No. Milano knows, but nobody else knows how. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Very good. I That's like that. one of the two things I would like to see. That doesn't need to be both, but I'd like to see at least one of those two things in, uh, in their title match. Uh, I think that would be really cool. And, of course, you know, um, you know Destina. Destino? Destino on Honma. Destino. You know, um, we did fail to mention it, and I apologize profusely on behalf of the Never Open podcast uh, to the king of pro wrestling himself. Uh, Toru Yanu was on commentary, on commentary. for this um, this night, and I just want to apologize to him because I know he's the best wrestler of all time. Uh, but I don't really have much to say about this match. It's, it's a match. Naito pins Honma. It's fine. I also want to say that uh looks like his next kp kapow match is going to be against chase yeah, owens yeah. yeah um come on man like there's got to be someone a little higher up what, what's suzuki doing 
Hey, man, they've had awesome matches, and and Yano's beat Suzuki. I'm not joking. <laughs> I want that. Like, yeah. I'm not. I'm not taking the piss. No, like, they're awesome. I, I'm telling you, they're great matches always. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's hmm. maybe after Chase uh, Suzuki will come out and be like, "I'll take your fucking joke trophy." I mean, that's such an obvious feud. Come on, and the fact that that Yano has beaten Suzuki maybe more than once. You know, I. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yep. Yeah. I'd, yeah. Make it happen, please. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, here we are, our main event. We've got uh, Tanahashi, Wato, and Sho versus Hiromu, Bushi, and Shingo. And uh, there's uh, Sho has a great uh, pinning counter on Shingo. I can't actually visualize what I was referring to there, but if it's in my notes, it probably happened, and it was awesome. <laughs> uh, also, my faith shit is the Never stuff. I'm, I'm loving the Never story. I love it. I want it. Give it to me. And it ends with one of the fucking sickest-looking Last of the Dragons Ooh. I've seen, where he just fucking manhandles Master Wato, and bam! Although uh, Kevin Kelly calls it a Death Valley driver. Yeah. Um, it's, it's wrong. It was the Last of the Dragon. I typed in dvd in my notes so i'm like wait a minute was it and i just went back 10 seconds i was like no that's last of the dragon no all right he's he's working by himself for three nights like yeah i've definitely cut him some slack so yeah that's not a big deal but yeah uh you know uh yeah it just looked freaking beastly like this last of the dragon <laughs> so we had the second night uh tana hits the high fly flow and then tonight yep uh Shingo hits last of the dragon. So, uh, oh, yes. Dude, I want this mess so bad. I, you know, I was struggling to pay attention to this a little bit because I'm watching on delay and it's just not as fun. But mm. then I start to see something happen and I'm like, oh my God, Shingo figured out the dragon screw leg whip. He, he countered it. He like got yep. out of it and countered it. And so much so that Kevin Kelly messed it up. was like, he takes a, He's like, dragon screw leg whip. He's like, wait, he got out of it, you know, and he's all fired up and he completely got out of it, starts fucking Tanahashi up, which of course yeah. triggers an awesome Tanahashi comeback. Um, but I, I just, it really got me excited for their match because no one really, you know, like the dragon screw is always that, that's, that's his go-to. Ashley's pretty excited it's, as well, as you can hear. It's, it's his emergency, it's his oh shit handle, you know, the dragon screw. And so like if Tanahashi doesn't have that, he maybe will have to fall, uh, you know, uh, fall on and he'll have to rely on, excuse me, a new move or a different move. We'll see. I don't know. Thank you for no selling that, by the way. Uh, I, I didn't I, hear I you. I'm that. sorry. You didn't hear anything. All right. Sweet. Um, uh, Ashy, uh, my cat was just going, as you do, cats do yeah. that. You know, Luke, we got all these shows that we just covered, but we got three upcoming shows that are coming up. That's why they're called upcoming. But they've already scheduled, you know, the rest of the New Beginning stuff. Then we have an anniversary yep. show, and they announced the New Japan Cup. We talked about all that. Um, I don't really have any thoughts about it other than just to say, wow, we got lots to do. Yeah, we sure do. Now, there's a title match coming up in the next couple shows as well, uh, I think, for... The, uh, oh, fuck, I clicked on Road to Lions Break. I don't want that. Get out of here. <laughs> Good. You know, surfing the internet in an audio show is always the best. Oh, the new Aces High is up, too, by the way. So that's good. Oh, sweet. 
all right. So we got Thursday and Saturday night shows. One of these shows has a fucking title match on it. I'm positive. I'm almost. Oh, and um, by the way, on um, Thursday's show, we'll have a return of uh, Nagata, Tiger Mask, and Togi Makabe, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Um, going well, so down. There's a, there's a show Thursday, right. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. I think it's a Saturday show. And Saturday. Just so me... Saturday is, um, you know, and, and also there's the, you know, fucking Lions Break or whatever they call it, the strong shows going on. Yeah. But this all. Tenzan, Tenzan will be back too, by the yes. way, uh, on Saturday. But yeah. Um, we, well, it's we got the, Saturday the, night's show. The Junior Heavyweight uh, title, yeah. Yeah, junior, uh, junior tag titles. So uh, Katamaro del Desperado, El Fantasmo, Ishimori. So uh, I think they're spacing out the tag, uh, the title matches. So there's, so if anyone feels like, oh, all these previews are so exhausting, no, they're sprinkling in some title matches we'll throughout. Get to it, yeah, you know, and then next yes. weekend we got the two real new beginning shows. You know, the the new beginning in Nagoya, and then another road to new beginning show. <laughs> oh yeah, there's. Yeah. That was yeah. <laughs> I don't give a shit how they do it. Just just hook these shows up to my bloody veins. Where uh, <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun with them. So yeah, uh, I don't think there's a title match on the Sunday. Like I don't even have a program book for the fucking six mans, but you know that's fine. That, that's that's par for the course, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think they got enough enough titles going around. I mean, we we haven't seen the heavyweight guys. In a little while, too. I think they'll be back on the, the tour up to the February 10th show. And I think we'll see kind of like a switching of the guard after the 30th show. So, the, you know, some of those guys will come back and some of the guys that are on this tour will leave. So Yeah, so um, probably we'll see a ELP, Ishimori, El Desperado, and Katamaru maybe. They've had their title match, so they're having a break. And yep. other guys are coming in, shit like that. Yeah, makes makes total sense. Um keeps people safe doesn't overload you know on on the wrestlers and put them at risk and shit so i see what they're doing i like it well luke we have uh, one we've done all the gimmicks but we've got one gimmick uh, left one of our favorite so we haven't gimmicks. Done all the, gimmicks. <laughs> <laughs> the match recommends yes uh let me let me go first because uh, i think even though you chose a shorter match that with lower stakes i think we might want to talk about that a little more but uh, I want to really want to talk about uh, mine first, which was from July 29, 2015, at Fukuoka. It's uh, G1 Climax 25. It is the third and final one-on-one match between Tetsuya Naito and AJ Styles. Now, if you watch the first two matches that they have, it's old Naito. And, you know, uh, it's pre-LIJ Naito. When he comes out for this match, <laughs> it's fucking different Naito because he's coming out. I know he's got some kind of weird cold skull thing looking thing coming on. So that's, I wrote, yeah, cold that's skull Naito. That's the original, that's the original LIJ mask. And he, yeah, he, he comes out and he doesn't just piss off AJ Styles. He pisses off a lot of the crowd oh, man, too they because they're him, not used yeah. to this yet. Uh, and he slowly, slowly takes his clothing off. <laughs> now, this is very much the Naito... Or, or at least the beginnings of the Naito we know and love now. But uh, this crowd wasn't used to this Naito, and they boo the fuck out of him in this match. Uh, mind you, there are times where they cheer the fuck out of him too, so they're kind of confused as to kind of, like, is this guy awesome? Uh, now, no, nope, he's being a douche. Like, what? 
I don't. Yep. So the crowd's crowd's kind of figuring it out, which is awesome. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I I just love that part of it. It's a very physical matchup too. There's not much high flying and things like that. Uh, looks pretty stiff. Some of these hits that AJ Styles and fucking Naito hit each other with, and also Destino finish. And when he wins with that move. It feels like he hasn't pulled that move out often because, like, the crowd's a little shocked that that's the move that puts AJ Styles away. So, in between, in between second match with AJ and this third match, which was, you know, the second match was at that year's 2015's um, Wrestle Kingdom show, and their next match is the same year in July uh, in the G1. So somewhere between there, that match and this match, uh, the LIJ stuff starts to happen. And, uh, yeah, it was kind of a cool thing because the first two matches were more old Naito. This one was more the new Naito and kind of introducing that to the crowd. It was interesting. I liked it. What do you think? Uh, Well, I got a lot to say about this. I'll try to keep it short to some extent. But did you recognize the tall... A uh, gaijin that accompanied AJ Styles to the ring. Did you know who that was? No. So that's Cody Hall, which is Scott Hall's oh, son. Oh, yeah. And he was yeah, yeah. the Bullet Club's young boy, and he apparently is such a asshole that he got kicked out of New Japan and every other promotion he's been in. So, so I just wow. think it's funny. He's a huge dick. Um by all accounts. So uh, anyway, yeah, you know, that mask that, that Naito's wearing to the ring is kind of the, I call that the LIG, LIJ reveal mask, because that's what all of the um, wrestlers would wear. Because what how they would reveal LIJ guys is that Naito would be wrestling, and, and someone in that mask would just walk to the ring and just stand there and maybe help him win or maybe just stand there looking intimidating. And Bushi was the first one to do that. He joined, and then it went on from there. Obviously, Hiromu and, and Shingo didn't do that, but the other guys did, and it, it was pretty fun. Um, so I like that. It's full-on tranquilo gimmick. He's heel as fuck. It rules, and he takes forever to get ready, all that shit. And um, they have a couple kind of hiccups in the on the pickup in this match, which leads mm-hmm. to it getting stiffer and stiffer. And, I mean, there's a spot where Naito fucking stiffs AJ so... I mean, he stiffs the fuck out of him on an elbow. And, and they both are, like, smiling at each other, like, okay, let's do this big, scary spot where basically, you know, that we've seen these matches. They've done this a couple times now where Naito tries the Frankensteiner and AJ Styles is going to turn it into a, a Styles Clash. And, man, some great character stuff from AJ because they are slipping off the ropes and he's still trying to put the Styles Clash on. Even though he knows as a wrestler he's abandoned that move and they're trying to not die, he is, like, still trying to put it on. Awesome character stuff. Um, I love this match. It's not my favorite of the three. I think the second... I think mine's the second one. Yeah, I think the second one was just because it's, like... It's just fucking 100 miles an hour for, like, 20 minutes. It's like, holy shit, this is incredible. And uh, this one's a much slower pace, which if I had stake in it, if I was watching it live, I may feel different, you know. But I really enjoyed it. I I thought it was fun, and I had not seen a couple of these, so um, or I just don't remember seeing them. So thanks for letting, you know, giving me the opportunity to watch them again. Yeah. Um, I guess a lot of people know that I've been on the Naito train, 
and when this show started, I wasn't. Uh, I am now, uh, and you know, I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent heartbroken or fast whether he's like the champ or not. But I want to see his matches all the time. So he's a top guy. Uh, period. You know, yeah. I mean, he's there's there's no way. Guy, there's so. no no way he isn't a top guy. He's he's one of the best. So yeah, uh, I really liked it. Uh, you're right too. There there is a couple of like missteps in that match, but they recover fast, and it usually follows with like this real stiff hit, and they're just like, all right, yep, reset. Now let's beat the fuck out of each other. Yeah, <laughs> it's like they're getting revenge on each other, and they both yep. like it. It's awesome. Yeah, it's All when right. you watch a wrestling match and guys are being stiff with each other. That's good. What you don't want is you don't want one guy being stiff and the other guy is low on the totem pole and he can't be stiff back. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That that's kind of I've seen that on the indies quite a bit, and it's fucking bullshit. So, um, but yeah, that I I really liked it. I thought it was fun. But uh, well, wrestling should be like insults. If yes. you can't take it, don't dish it out. You got it. Well, in, in yeah. you know, in in the respect, what I was talking about too is it like you know, if we brought someone new on the show who had never podcasted before, and we were just ripping them and shitting on them, and all they wanted to do was just make us happy so they could be on our show. You know, that would be, you know, the... Total sh- dick move, man. Yeah, that'd be the shitty version of what I'm talking about. But if they were giving it right back to us and we were like, all right, this is awesome, that's good, you know. So, you know, well, one of these days we're going to cover a match that um, is a complete train wreck and is like that, and it'll be a lot of fun to talk about. But, uh, uh, so my recommendation from last week or from Wrestle Kingdom, uh, the Wrestle Kingdom episode, which is still available on iTunes and everywhere you can find podcasts, it is uh, it is from uh, June seventh, two thousand sixteen, Sendai Sun Plaza Hall. It's the first match, of course, and it is Jay Awaito versus a David a Finley. Um, it's you know it's a good young lion match. It's not, yeah. it's only special because of who it is. You know what I mean? If this was anybody else, I'd be like, okay, that's a decent match. But because it's who it is and because of the finish, it's cool. I want to hear you talk about it, Luke. All right. So um, I'm, it's going to sound like I'm going to shit on David Finley a little bit here, but I like him. I do. Uh, I I think he's a, he's a cool bloke and I have fun, fun with his matches. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm not taking a massive duke on him, but maybe uh, half a duke. (laughs) You you watch this match, and I I don't think it's bias. I think uh, a lot of people will agree, and look how things have turned out. But uh, one young lion is a lot better than the other one. And that that doesn't mean that the other young lion is bad. It's just that one young lion has it all fucking figured out or at least it looks like he does uh he looks fucking cool as fuck by the way he's got like um this flat mohawk happening this is jay white i'm talking about uh and the crowd loves him too in fact uh the ladies uh are quite very vocal about uh liking mr jay whito uh yeah so that's my note yeah crowd liked him chicks went nuts <laughs> and i just want to highlight this is 2016 yep in, Ju- in June, in less than three years, Jay White would be IWGP heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this young lion is awesome. Uh, it's a pretty decent young lion match. They're, they're, they're all doing moves that you don't really know them for for today. I know Finley does a lot of European uppercuts still, but 
you know, you don't see any of their major kind of uh, uh, moves and stuff because, you know, they're young lions. So it's interesting to see them see Jay White just do a missile drop kick off the top rope <laughs> like a young lion. I'm just like, that's weird. All oh, right, young lion move. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Jay White rolls up David Finley. The story about this is Jay White's pissed off at David Finley because David Finley got to be in the best of Super Juniors because right. one of the young bucks got injured and they needed to kind of replace him. And Jay White was pissed off about that because uh, Jay's got wins over David Finley. So, like, what the fuck? <laughs> and uh, Jay White proved it in this match by, you know, uh, it was a bit. Of, it was kind of even back and forth kind of stuff, but yeah, Jay White rolls him up for a one, two, three. Sneaky Just pin, right? You know, I love it. And and uh, and Finley was definitely the heel in this match. Like that's the role mm-hmm. he took. And I, I don't know. It's just a fun just little step in the history of, of two guys that went in kind of opposite directions ever since, you know, and uh, I like Finley too. I think he's an excellent wrestler, but in a, you know, in the world of giants, he's, you know, six, three. So, you know what I mean? It's like, he, he, I'm not saying he's literally six, three. I'm just saying that he doesn't, he doesn't shine in Japan because everybody is amazing there, you know? And so it's, it's tough to stick out. Um, even though, you know, he's the only like, uh, really, really pasty white guy they got. So. He also never went on excursion. That's right. Uh, maybe that's part of it. Like Jay, Jay has his look and persona as a young lion leaves, comes back and, this is a tall new dude, uh, whereas I guess David Finley has always been David Finley. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, you know, if you don't know, obviously David Finley is is Fit Finley's son, you know, and so I think mm-hmm. that is one of the reasons why he doesn't really have a gimmick because his gimmick is the Fit Finley's son, and, and that mm-hmm. maybe has hampered him a little bit. It could be, you know. Yep. So, Luke, what is your recommendation for next time we record? All right, so we're going to Destruction, or Destrusion, as I typed it, Destruction 2013, and it's Satoshi Kojima versus Kazuchika Okada. Nice. Is this for a title? I do believe Okada is the champion, I think. Really? So you pretty much know. I I can't remember fully, but... um, That's got to be baby Okada. I did a very brief... Uh, what are some really good Kojima matches on the Googles? And a couple places mentioned this one, uh, even though I guess we can kind of look at the two members in the match and just figure out where it's going. That doesn't matter. Uh, apparently it's awesome. So, uh, yeah, uh, I love me some Kojima, even if he's jumping out. I just like to see the good dude wrestle. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that was my pick. Well, I actually watched the match that I'm going to recommend before, and I even watched it again to make sure it's as good as I remember. Just, you know, just want to throw that out there, make sure people know. Um, But it is also from 2013, and this is something different, all right? This is way different than, you know, I mean, there's people, these are people you've heard of. However, this is not in Japan. This, This match is on New Japan World. It does not take place in Japan. It takes place in CMLL. All right. Um, In the stiffest ring you'll ever see in your life. Oh, my God. And it is an intercontinental championship match. La Sombra versus Shinsuke Nakamura. And man, good Lord. (laughs) This is some fucking insane shit. If you don't know it, 
La Sombra is uh, very important in the history of pro wrestling for two reasons. One, he is the uh, the first member of LIJ. Him and <coughs> Roosh started LIJ together. And another guy whose name I can't remember because he's not around anymore. And um, also, he is... Um, L- is, it and- is it Andrade? Yes, it's, it's Andrade, which... He's masked at the time, which makes you, you know, I mean, it's another one of these guys. It's like, what the fuck is he doing in a mask? You know, guys like beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it's it's really him, you know, as a young I'm guy, he was in a mask. <laughs> and and that's that's insane. This highlights something that we haven't gotten to see much. I mean, I, we got to see Dragon Lee, I think, a little bit in New Japan since we started the show. I don't, maybe not at all. I can't remember. Point is, is that almost always New Japan has had this relationship with CMLL where they trade talent. So these guys will go, um, you know, this is where the excursion thing happens and all that stuff. And almost always there are guys from CMLL in New Japan. So there are thousands of amazing luchador matches in New Japan. And they also have this thing every year called Fantastica Mania, which luckily we were spared from this year because it is usually not good. Um, however, <laughs> one year, one, maybe this year, we're going to get to cover Fantastica Mania, which is a shit show. But this is, the presentation is completely different. It's, uh, the the audio is kind of dubbed over, so the audio is weird. Um, and I would recommend either turning it down or just kind of ignoring the audio because it's a little weird. But man, the presentation will be interesting to talk about. I can't wait. Awesome. Wow. Uh, okay. Yep. I, I just uh, if you saw me here, heard me typing just then, Mister Andy. I'm, I was typing uh, La Sombra versus Nakamura 2013. So, uh, is it L A S O M B R A? Yeah. It means sweet. the hat. The hat. <laughs> All right, sweet. So, uh, yeah, I just uh, you know what I'm like, dude. If I don't write that shit down, it's gonna get towards the time we record next, and uh, you'll get a message pop up going, "Yeah, what the fuck's that match again?" <laughs> well, it's crazy because there's no way to know. I mean, it's not. There's no way to like listen to the end episode once you listen to it once you can't listen to it again. So you know, I mean, it just disappears <laughs> off your phone. So there's no way to know. So I love it. It's awesome. Wow, that's that is true. I could just be like. Jared, did you, did you listen to the episode? Yeah, what was that? No, no, I could even listen to it. Yeah, Luke, we went yeah, two but, hours on our uh, first episode of 2021. They're not all going to be two hours, folks, but this no, one is, not. and uh, it was uh, a lot of fun, we, dude. We I, wanted to play with all the gimmicks, and we wanted to interact with uh, some of the people who interacted with us, which was fucking cool as fuck. Uh, dear never as fuck, that's funny. And uh, dear grumpy and Mr. Guy, I like that. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah so uh yeah uh you know you all know if you want to remember how to contact us uh just listen again to the start of the show (laughs) 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 and uh just remember that uh in gato we trust i don't care man 